You're listening to the World Famous Wide Roof Radio with cast number 617, recorded on March 7th, 2017. Tonight brought to you by CravenSpeed.com, MotoringStripes.com, and now Motoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and style. It's on Motoring.com. Hey everybody, it's Phoebe in Arizona bringing you a brand new episode of the world famous White Roof Radio. We are here talking about Mini Cooper stuff for you, uh, like we like to do. Uh, almost a full crew tonight, everybody except for Gabe, and he's stuck up on a, I think he got caught in an avalanche driving the new uh, Countryman, I'm not sure. But of course our good friend Todd's here, motoringstripes.com. Todd, say hi. I am here, and I have driven the Countryman, so I can talk about it. See, there you go. Uh, joining us this week as well, the good reverend, head mechanic, Mr. Chad Miller from Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com. I have not driven the Countryman, so I can only uh, reference photographs. Nice. Well, that's good. Uh, Alex, Alex is here. Yeah, and I have not driven the Countryman either because Mini USA wouldn't invite us. I said it. That's it. And, and all uh, due respect, so that. In all due respect, respect, my system right now, so we're good to go. I know. In all, in all due respect, their marketing department is in a bit of disarray now with the. With, uh, yep. Uh, and then, of course, Brian Dallas has joined us as well from Ride Bikes Radio. Brian, say hi. Hello. 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 And Brian, and your, uh, Brian, you are supposed to say that you have driven the Countryman. I've driven the Countryman and the plug in hybrid Countryman. That's right. super exciting. That's and of course, he and of course I'm BB and I have not driven the Countryman either because Mini USA didn't invite us to drive it. <laughs> oh, with Gabe. But but here's what you here because of that, because we didn't get invited and uh, and persuaded to talk nicely about the Countryman. Not that That's I'm right. not going to talk nicely about the Countryman. You can respect what we have to say here because. Me, my time, it's been on my own time, at my own expense, to, to go drive this car and review this right. car. I'm using air We weren't here. wined and dined. That's right. So, so, hey, this is where you get the real enthusiast perspective, as you have for the last, what, 12 years? How long have we been doing this show? Oh, your brother since 2005. Damn, I feel old. I know. <laughs> Actually, almost, see, 2005, no, that's 15 years. No, 12 years, that's right. 12 years? Yeah, 12 years been a long time we've been doing this show a lot of you guys have been listening to us for just as long and for that we thank you i've been driving only minis for 15 years i realize i've been that. driving only minis for 15 years yeah db's the same way i've been driving only minis for 15 years i there was a bmw in between but i always had a mini i've owned yeah, yeah, yeah. Minis. That, yeah that bmw uh, wagon for a while that you had to replace the whole front end on or something yeah so well steering yeah. rack but uh, yeah steering rack hey thank thank god for uh, carmax warranties man there you go <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, uh, it's going to be a good show. We got a lot of good things to talk about. Obviously, Brian got to go out to Thermal because uh, he got to do the dealer event. So that's going to be he's going to talk about that where he got to drive the plug-in hybrid uh, Countryman. So super awesome. Todd's got to drive the Countryman. Super awesome. Todd currently has a, a four-door Mini Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> Automa- automatic four-door <laughs> mini Auto- cooper oh, no, it's an automatic that's awesome so we're going to talk about that um my balls are in the drawer in the other room by the way so which, <laughs> um, oh, god i might talk about the r56 a little bit and how much i really just don't think it's a very premium car um and compared to let's say the new kia fort but maybe maybe not and then who knows what else will come up after that it's going to be a good time i love i love that alex this is alex is rolling his eyes when db says fort <laughs> yeah Alex, let's hear the French way to pronounce that word. I think it's forte. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's good. <laughs> Wait, Alex is like, I think I'm it's... I'm pretty sure it's just fort. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, that's the funniest that's thing, Alex. Because I live in San Francisco, so I got a pronunciation. <laughs> <sighs> the only thing, well, I mean, the car at least it was maroon, and it also proves my uh, my theory that every car, and I'm not kidding, every car looks better in maroon. It does. You know what even looked good in the, maroon? The Pontiac, the Pontiac Aztec. You know what color it looked brilliant in? Maroon. I'm not kidding. Dude, Look it up. You, what have you been smoking? Interesting. The Pontiac Aztec <laughs> is good in no, in no color at all. Or No, the Pontiac Aztec or the, the Buick Runs de Vuz. That one, same thing. <laughs> no, you know, what, you know the, what looks... The, your, little, your little icebox car, the little Scion uh, XB yeah, in maroon. Good. Dude, it was brilliant. How about the FJ Cruiser with the white top? Now, that was pretty yes. badass. Yeah, or the what's that big Ford wagon thing? The, the Flex. The, the Ford Flex. Oh, the flex. Maroon yeah. with white top. Yep, it looks pretty good. It's, it's really nice. Mm -hmm. uh, back in the day when BMW would put maroon on a 5 Series, dude, it was so nice. Just saying, every car looks better in maroon. And that's yes, another good show top right there. Maroon. Yes. They keep rolling off the tongue. Every car looks or good. Or burgundy. I mean, it sounds... So yeah, I was gonna say, is it burgundy or maroon? One well, the new yeah. the new mini color is burgundy. Um, yeah, Brian, what's the official color called? No, the the burgundy that's on the Clubman. Um, uh, true burgundy. True burgundy. Yeah, not the, the same. True, the true Stop Ron Burgundy. I call, yeah, I call it Ron Burgundy. It's <laughs> just like Burgundy. the yeah. the Cooper um, four door that I've got now is called Blazing Red, but everyone at my dealer calls it Blazing Saddles Red. <laughs> <laughs> It's Even like, at classy. Nice. That's, what, that's what it says on the on the thing too. It's blazing saddles. That's just the huh. that's we refer to it as blazing saddles. Uh, I'm sorry. It's pure burgundy. Pure burgundy. Okay. Pure burgundy. Yeah. Uh, pure okay, Ron kind of, burgundy. What kind, of, what kind of hipster malarkey is that? Come on now. Pure pure green. What's wrong with velvet red? I like velvet red. That's a good name for a color. It's a solid name. That's a sexy name for a color right there, man. It is. And you know, when there was a bit, I, well, I haven't seen the name. We, we're getting sidetracked. Let's uh, pay bills. Then we'll get into the show. Okay. okay. Hold on. <laughs> Getting a little bit out of cuss. Save it for the show. Um, <laughs> this is free form tonight. It's like four guys. I don't know. I'm not going to say it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I've been a little bit of a spazzle week. Right. This is going to be awesome. I had a really good bike ride. Anyway, so let's get started first. Let's tell you guys about one of the fine sponsors here underneath the white roof that, of course, our friends over at OutMotoring. OutMotoring.com. Uh, for those of you who already get the email newsletter, uh, just go ahead and, you know, keep listening anyway. Because you're gonna maybe you'll learn something new. Uh, you all know it's new over at Motoring. Lower UPS shipping rates. Sweet. Still having the free ground shipping on most orders over $195. You can still save five percent on your order by using the coupon code that you get with every email that comes from OutMotoring.com. Right? Adding hundreds of new parts every month. Almost any part that you need to actually repair your mini. Just like uh, Aaron's like your new help desk over there at OutMotoring.com. Your new parts desk. If you need it for your car, he's got it. If he doesn't have it, he gets it. And it's like a price as good as or better than you get from your dealer. And when you support Aaron, you're supporting us. I'm just saying. A couple things you guys want to also check out because I know you guys are cool like this. It's springtime, you want to do something new to your mini for the Dragon, before Anviv, whatever. Coilover suspension kits, you can get them over at downmotoring.com. You want to get a really fancy leather key fob. It uh, doesn't matter which car. I think he's got them for all cars. Super awesome. Uh, you are missing replay, you know, exterior trim bits. Aaron's got all of them for all the cars and even replacement shift knobs. You know, your shift knobs probably looking a little scuzzy at the top. Maybe you can't see the numbers very well. You know, you too much French fry grease ground into it with salt and God knows who knows what else. Don't eat in your don't, mini. Don't, don't, yeah. And don't hold your, <laughs> don't hold your gear shift knob under a black light. Just don't. 
The, the anyway, loaner car that I, the loaner car that I have. Speaking of eating in your mini, like over on the window switch, I reached over to roll the window down today because a beautiful day. Yeah. There was a piece of popcorn there. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, random. it was just and, popcorn, and it was out of gas. I'm gonna bust their balls when I take it back. Wow! Like Good I get thing. home and the gas light comes on. <laughs> Good thing it was you. Uh, replacement shift knobs, uh, uh, pillows. Not only that, but Outmotings also carries the full line of car care products. You know, it's coming up on cars and coffee season, uh, car show season. You want your money to look as good as possible. Get all the get all the crap and all the winter off of it. Even though you guys on the East Coast are kind of seeing like all the seasons this week, which is really strange. Uh, it doesn't matter. You still want to get your car clean, shined, and protected. Elmotoring.com's got you covered. Full line of car care products. Not only that, but all the latest, greatest personal motoring gear for your person. The hats, the shoes, the shirts, jackets, watches, you name it. Elmotoring.com's got you covered. Click over there, Elmotoring.com. Check it all out. Uh, don't forget, make sure you sign up for the email newsletter. Give yourself that 5% discount code every month so you save 5% on every order. And if you order more than $195, most of the time, your shipping's going to be free. UPS ground. Very cool stuff. Of course, as a, that, of course, is our friends over at Outmotoring. Outmotoring.com. Mini performance, speed, and H&R coilover suspension for the R50. There you go. That's Outmotoring.com. Maestro, if you please. Boom! That's me. I have the con tonight, people, so look out. Jesus. <sighs> yes. Jingle, the, jingle the ice. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Jingle the ice. Everybody knows that, that Todd's, in, Todd's driving this ship tonight. Not, it's not slurring your words. It's called speaking in cursive. It's speaking in cursive. <laughs> elegant. There you go. So anyway, that go for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, you know what? Let's let's start first. We're, we've got we've got a ton of countrymen to talk about, but before we do countrymen, because that's going to take all night, let's start first with the short stuff. So Todd is currently driving a Mini Cooper, a four door, automatic, automatic. Um, which is sad. It's a, it's, you know what? I thought it was going to be sad. Like my car's in for, um, I haven't a couple of things checked out. I've got an idle issue and uh, a Bluetooth issue. So anyway, <clears throat> I get a loaner car today from my lovely dear, dealer, Baron Mini in Kansas City. And, um, it's a four door Cooper automatic. And I took one look at it and I'm like, I just kind of shook my head and went, okay, let's see. This is the antithesis of my JCW. Okay. It's a complete. <laughs> this is as far away as <laughs> yeah. you can get from. It's funny uh, because it's the same color. <laughs> well, no, this one's blazing saddles red, but uh, um, okay. but right. anyway. So <laughs> I, I'm thinking I'm gonna hate this car, and I get in it, and the first thing I do, I slam it over into sport mode, and uh, and give it a go, and I'm like, you know what? This isn't half bad. I mean, I was. Uh, it here's the really weird part about this car. It felt like I was in a smart car compared to my car. It felt smaller. I don't. Okay. I can't figure out why, but it feel it crappy, felt like with with crappy brakes. No, nah, I mean, the brakes were fine. Yeah, I couldn't get fast enough to really test <laughs> that well. Right. But you know, they I were. Told him to do some e-brake slides just so you know, you know, feel yeah. better about himself. Yeah, I haven't done that yet. He left I, his nuts at home. <laughs> I did get the wheels to squeal a little bit around a corner, and the car Ooh. feels like it. It it sure is top heavy. It like wobbles around the corner, and I'm like, whoa! I'm not used to that feeling of the whole car like it's getting up on two wheels. Yeah. And um, but you know what? I didn't hate this car like I thought I was going to. It's actually a fine automobile, handles really nicely. And, uh, you know, I think if you're on a budget, 
It's a decent car, and you need. Four and if you're on the inside, you can't actually see how ugly it truly is. Well, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the looks of the four door, and I know Brian, you got one of these in your household. Don't no, you? I don't like them either. Sorry, but yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm what's, not a, uh, what's the sticker price on that on that uh, rental? Oh, man, I I don't know. I'll have to look and see, but I'm guessing it's in the it's in the mid twenties. It's it's pretty inexpensive. I mean, the most expensive thing about this car is the automatic transmission because it has zero <laughs> options. It literally has. Oh, it's completely stripped down. Well, it has heated seats, but it's even got the old robot. Nice. It's got the old robot face, DB, as you like to call it. The robot oh, it face. Does. So it doesn't even have the good stereo or the good screen or anything. It's just got the road, the, the robot face from. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's a super old loner then. It's The build date was 12. <laughs> yeah, the build date was 1215. So I think it's a, a 16 model. Yeah. But, but um, yeah, yeah, it's even got the robot face. And I was like, it, it felt antique to me, you know, driving the thing. But, <clears throat> hey, you know, it was like I said, if, if you're on a budget and you really want a mini and you need four doors and you don't want to bump up to the Countryman, which I think is a better option for you, or yes. even a Cooper Clubman, I think would be a more premium option. And that's just because this car feels like the interior is crap by comparison. Well, and it's also you've Clubman. got a completely stripped down model too yeah, it does no options on the inside which right. makes a huge difference i mean leatherette the seats are awful by comparison to the jcw seats sure um they're they're pretty bad my knee for some reason was hitting the cup holder and i'm like i don't recognize this in my car and i think it's just simply by the way the seats hit you know my legs because i've Maybe. got the thigh bolster on the jcw seats but anyway <clears throat> um i think it was a pretty decent car like i said i'm not gonna slam it because driving wise uh, it had plenty of power. I was really amazed. I drove it on the highway. I had to go to a, a meeting this afternoon that was, I don't know, about 20 miles away. So I got some good highway time in this car also. And mm -hmm. it did not suck. Well, I, it's, got a, it's got 145 horsepower. Uh, you know, it was funny. When Todd said, I'm not going to slam it, I was like, why would you lower a loaner car? <laughs> <laughs> With 15-inch wheels. <laughs> Carry six, on. It's got 16-inch wheels, but anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's really, it wasn't that bad. I, I um, I wouldn't go so far as surprised you I, didn't have the guys to say. I'm surprised you didn't take the dine and tune out of your car really quick and put it <laughs> in this way. You had it. Oh, that would have been awesome. That's what oh, you should have done, dude. Yeah, I can't wait. I would love to drive a Cooper with the dining tune on it and see how, how different. Yeah, that would be rad. But anyway, so that's my experience. It doesn't look bad. You took a you took an okay picture of it, and it's from the right angle, so it looks okay. And the same, you know, you've also shared with us the way if you wanted a Ford or the way you should do it, and that's with the JCW body kit, and it looks a lot better. But it's still it's a four door, and it's 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 awkward. It's weird. It's it's like the Fiat XL. It's got. There's something about it that just doesn't look right, and it's got that little crazy mirror in the back, and it well, just... And there's no room in the back seat, like for for legs. Like I got right. in to look at the back seat and realize with my seat where it is on, in the driver's position, um, it's like there would be no room for anyone with more than popsicle stick legs to get in the back. Right. So <clears throat> the back seat is kind of unusable except for small children. Um, <coughs> but I, I, you know, the car was a decent car. I did figure out the issue of hitting my head getting in. It's just seat adjustment. I had to crank, ah. the, crank the seat all the way down, and it's like, oh, this is a problem. Yeah, this is much better because I used to hit my head getting in because it really does have the lowest clearance of any Mini because of the doors. These doors have the metal, you know, frame around the outside of them, as we've talked many times before. But um, mm. you know what? This car's a pretty decent car. I can see why it's selling. But I'm curious this year, and this is going to segue into what we're talking about now. Now that we've got two other four doors, a Countryman and a Clubman. 
uh, which the Clubman's been selling very well for the year that it's been on sale. Now mm -hmm. the Countryman's been on sale since last Saturday, and I know we sold a couple of them here locally the very first day they went on sale. Brian, I know out there in Seattle, you guys sold at least one or two, right? Yeah, a couple of them. We have, uh, you know, we have 13 on order for customers right now oh. that are coming. Wow. That, that is yeah. that is so, so awesome, which then I think leads us into our, our next thing we're going to talk about is the new Countryman and um, how, Brian, you got to drive it. And, and from your perspective, I'm going to present this for our listeners who don't know this. You were a once Countryman owner. You had yeah. the uh, R60 for a few years. In fact, you had two of them in your household for a while. Um, yep. So you've got experience with the previous generation Countryman. You got to go out to uh, Palm Springs at the Thermal Club racetrack there, which is owned by BMW, and drive the heck out of all these new Countrymans. I'm just going to turn it over to you now and hear what your thoughts were on this new car. Yeah, so we, um, yes, Todd, I did, uh, I did own uh, a couple Countrymans, and uh, the, my biggest complaint with the Countryman at that time, the second generation Countryman, was the tech, and, and that's just the one thing that I think I focused on um, the most, but as far as for my lifestyle, my family at the time, it was an excellent car and I miss it. Fast forward into where we are now with the F60 and yes, we, a group of us went down to Palm Springs with Mini. Uh, they put us up in an amazing hotel that was very premium, smart premium. And, uh, it was the ACE, wasn't it? <laughs> it was the ACE hotel. Yeah, exactly. In downtown Palm Springs. We and know so that, that hotel. Was, yeah. Oh, you know that hotel? We know awesome. that hotel from Mini Texas States. <clears throat> I mean, what a great hotel, right? Um, and it fit, it seemed to fit right into how the countryman is being portrayed as, as the adventurer. Right. And that's, that's how that hotel is basically portrayed as well. So um, first day we just, we literally got into uh, a group of about, I think there were around 35, maybe 40 countrymen's and they were split between S's and Coopers. All of them are, were all fours. And then we proceeded to do the drive up and into the mountains behind Palm Springs, and we settled in a in a uh, a park or actually a ladies' ranch uh, up in the upper parts uh, above Palm Springs, and we got to uh, literally test drive cars in different scenarios. And one of the scenarios was we put our we put a Cooper all four up against uh, a Subaru uh, Crosstrack, and we um, you know tested the two all four systems. We you know, and it was a very closed course through a mud bog, through a bunch of different things. But, you know, and it was gave you the opportunity to drive a bit of competition. And right. then they moved us over to um, where we drove a GLA and and also we got to drive the uh, the hybrid um, for the first time. Nice. Was, what was really great about that, I mean, it wasn't a direct comparison, but what was great about it is you actually got to see how screwed up Mercedes was when they built that car. I mean, they literally built a piece of crap and how mm. much inside of it feels like a Chrysler. You shift the damn thing on the wiper stock. Like I got in the car what? and I was like, how the hell do I put the freaking thing into, into drive? Like I didn't know where to oh my put it in drive, you know? That's bad. Um, and then once you figure that out, you drive it and then it, it has horrible blind spots all over the place. Um, and this particular course is you kind of take it through a, a loop and then through a, some tight turns and you, you're basically just trying to see where you're going without hitting some cones and so forth. So you kind of get an idea of what the blind spot differences are between the countryman and, and the particular Mercedes. 
um, drove the PHEV, and it was all the uh, the electric motor was engaged at that point. We never got a chance to kick it over into the Cooper motor. Brian, so, really quick, you said yeah. PHEV, and you guys used this before, like in our Slack channel. What does PHEV mean? So uh, let me um, let me sort of explain it. There's four designations for cars, basically. Now nowadays, we have our combustion motor cars that the, you know conventional gas cars we also have uh standard hybrids like priuses that are um you know a gas motor so forth right and then we have electric vehicles like i like the i3 and that kind of stuff and then now we have plug-in hybrids so like the volt phev yeah like the volt so phev stands for plug-in hybrid electric vehicle um, that's what the acronym is got it the one nice thing about PHEVs, um, since we're kind of talking about it now, is they're regenerative, meaning that, yes, you can plug them in to regenerate, and that's the way that the Cooper SE All-4 is going to be. Countryman Cooper SE All-4 is, is what we're all going to be calling it. Mm-hmm. That's a lot uh, of words. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of words put together. Yeah. Um, this car has two separate motors in it, an electric motor in the back, combustion motor in the front it has the um the cooper motor up front <clears throat> the driveline is not there's no connected driveline between the two motors so they are literally working independently of each other okay motoring file had, po- had posted a video that many had put out in europe a while ago about the breakdown of how the motors work and such and that was posted in november or something like that i can't remember exactly when it was but it's a really great illustration of how the technology in this particular car is working. And I got to tell you that when I, when you stomp on the accelerator, because you don't want to call it a gas pedal anymore, right? Right. Um, it's fast. I mean, it is literally fast. You are going full torque, like instantly. And for that heavy of a car to get that thing up and moving is, you know, kind of a feat. And it, uh, it does a really great job. Really, really great job. And I'm sure eventually Mini's going to come out with the same thing they did with, with BMW, the i3, for example. is still the fastest production BMW ever from 0 to 30 miles per hour. And I, I know right. that sounds funny, but it is. It's faster it is. than any other BMW from 0 to 30 miles an hour because of that. It's one gear, instant torque. It's all there. Boom, you go. So, yeah. And electric cars are all electric cars are like that. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, what's really amazing about this, and I hope that, you know, soon we're going to actually see real pricing on it. And I know we've all speculated on what, what we think this car is going to end up costing. And I, I would imagine it's going to be right in there what the JCW numbers are for the countrymen, you know, similar in that. But the one nice thing is that this thing's going to have everything in it already. I mean, it's going to have all the tech package in it. It needs it in order to operate right. um, at that, that capacity. So it's not like you're going to have a total ton of options. Interior, in, internally, you're going to have a, a, not a ton of options, but externally, you're probably going to be able to change wheels and do that kind of stuff. But um, for the most part, I think that you know we're going to be looking in the high 30s to at the base price um, and up. But it's it's an amazing automobile. I, I've never been this excited about a Mini in ever. And you're um, talking specifically the hybrid, not just the Countryman, the hybrid. Yeah, the hybrid, the hybrid itself, and the hybrid technology, I'm very excited about. But the Countryman. I really enjoyed pushing that car pretty hard because when we came back down, um, and those of you who are familiar with that that area of Palm Springs, is that those roads are not straight. You know, they're super twisty coming back down those mountains. Yep, yep. Yeah, and we were pushing these countrymen pretty hard, and we drove a Cooper all four coming down, 
I didn't have any trouble keeping up with the S's. I mean, that car was moving. Nice. So, you know, I mean, it's a heavy car, but it was still moving it, and it didn't. I didn't get that typical R60 body roll and kind of what Todd was just talking about, the F55, like the body roll from pushing it. This car is solid. It is planted, and it's a... Uh, and I'm going to follow that up when I talk about mine, too, but but tell us about what you thought then in, in general of the uh, of the new Countryman. Like, what were your impressions after... You know, I know you've gotten you got to drive it, you know, a little bit uh, at your dealer before you went down to do this, but you really got to push it, put it through its paces at this point. We put it, we pushed it pretty hard. We did not get to take it to thermal though. That's the one thing we didn't get a chance to do. Okay, All right. um, which I think is probably good. The, the day at thermal was was us with JCWs on the court on the track. Oh well, we can so save that for got, another date. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later because that was that was a whole other level of fun. Okay. Uh, and but uh, we did push the you know we did push driving the Countryman pretty hard and I got to say that just you know getting in and out of the car it's so much more comfortable I mean you're literally and I heard a number today it's about nine centimeters higher than even getting in and out of the Clubman so wow. when you step out you're literally stepping out you're not trying to lift yourself up and then out um, and it's it's a very comfortable automobile I think it's. I think Mini has done um, an amazing job just getting it ready to go up against some of the, the cars that, that we're now going up against, you know, the Audis and the Mercedes and and even to a certain extent, even some of the Land Rovers that like Todd and I were talking about today. So I, I think that uh, the adoption rate will be slow at first, but I don't think it's going to take very long for this to be a very a very good selling car for Mini. Is it going to save us this year? Probably not. It's going to take so, us a couple of years to get us back in, into where it is. So, yeah. I got a question for you, Brian. Um, yeah. I don't know if you can if you can share that, but uh, you you talk about a Subaru and a Mercedes, like during the uh, the training, like are those the brands that um, you know it's being pitted against, or is it like did you guys receive some guidance in regards to uh, what people are going to be cross shopping the the car uh, against? Well, I think, well, not only that, but like that we had a Q3 there. We didn't actually drive that. We were just using that as an example of, you know, spatially, how is the how is that, how is Audi set up on that in comparison to say how the Countryman cargo-wise, because, uh, you know, we're looking at the same sort of um, demographic that would be looking at, at potentially at that car compared to the Countryman. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also the Jeep uh, Renegade, which is not in the price point of the Countryman, but it's still in that utility cross crossover style car um, that some people might cross shop with it. Um, I think that the 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 idea of the word premium is being used more solely as a word by itself <laughs> instead of it being smart premium because smart is being implied. And, anyway, and I think I, it's more along the lines of you know we've got premium products, we got we're using premium you know, aesthetics inside of the car and we're, you know, it's attention to detail and that kind of stuff. So, and this is where I think, uh, many is missing the mark, like as far as they can. And I think Alex agrees with me on this. I do not think that those are the kind of cars that, that, uh, potential owners are going to be cross shopping this with my attitude is potential owners are going to be cross shopping this against the most popular selling crossovers in that are more like the Honda CRV, the uh, the Nissan, 
the um, uh, not the Juke. No, not the uh, Nissan Juke, but the the, the Nissan Rogue. The Nissan Rogue. I, I actually know somebody who owns a Juke. And the Mazda, the Mazda uh, CX line. The X5. Yeah. yeah, the CX line I could see would be and one of one of the more even the X1 to a certain extent too. Even I mean, that to a certain extent, but the CX and the, now they've now that Mazda has a CX3, and I think they yeah. did away with the seven. There's a three, a five, and a nine now. And so yeah. they've got a full line of CX models there. I think that's more the lines that people are going to shop. And, and maybe even the Juke. I think that's a horrible car. But the Nissan Rogue also. Oh, so, the Rogue, yeah. yeah. So well, I'll tell you, we, uh, we actually have a Nissan Rogue in our stable here. Mm -hmm. um, and they really, we had a 16, and now we have a 17. And they really stepped their game up between those two years. Yeah. Really? So, yeah, like huge. And yeah. the fit, the feel, the finish of the car is much better. The overall, I mean, just the way the steering wheel fits, the front end design, everything about that, they really stepped their game up on that car. So, well, And that's you know. why I think the whole idea of premium, because seriously, what car company is selling a car today in the United States that doesn't use the word premium and call their car premium and want you to think it's premium. It's just, it's just this, it's just this year's or the last couple of years marketing buzzword right now. Talk. It that's is. All. And it's, and that's yeah, why it's it lost. Is. It's lost all meaning and yeah. they really have to, to set it against. But my whole point was, I think they're choosing the wrong cars to pit this against. Now I know they've done their, their market research and everything, but the people I talk to, the real world people who aren't answering the freaking surveys on whatever cold calls, um, are the ones out there buying a CX-3. And the, the former Mini owners that I know, people who have left the brand in the last one to two years because of technology and right. uh, mainly because of technology, have gone to a CX-3, a CX-5, um, right. um, you know, e either Mazda or even Volvo. Now, Volvos are quite a bit more expensive. Um, you know, you really get up to a kind of a next level when you start equipping a Volvo. But right. it's a nice, decent car. So, ah, man, or a Honda CRV, one of the best-selling crossovers in the United States right now. Yep. And and now they've got the new HRV, which is a really good-looking small little. You SUV. know what? I saw the I saw one of those for the first time the other day on the road. It's a good-looking car. I, it took me a minute. I was like, going to go. What? What? Wait. What? Is this a big Civic? Is it a little CRV? And it. Right. I'm looking at it some more. I'm just going. And it doesn't look bad. Yeah, it's an HRV, and it's like they took a. It was a, a good-looking car. Like it, it's like they made it a CRV with a Civic, and they came up with that. And just like, oh, well, it's kind of brilliant. A, that's a good way to describe a DB, and it's kind of like a hip, like a cooler version of a CRV. And it was, and it was a child that was driving it. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't know who Honda's who Honda's target market is there, and and Honda's a great car company. I've owned a lot of them um, in my history of, of owning oh, cars. Oh, wait, don't get started on the Hondas. Don't yeah, no, on. I'm not going to get started on the Hondas, but it's a, it's, a, it's a great car, and my in-laws have a CRV. It's a mm -hmm. 2016, and I drive it quite frequently, and it's not a bad car, but, man, it's a soulless, just a soul-sucking oh, yeah. yeah. experience to drive that thing. I freaking hate it. I mean, it's a, it's a fine car, but I can't explain it other than it's a soul-sucking experience. I after getting out and of a I, mini. I, I'm the exact same way about the Rogue. It's a totally fine car. It does everything you want. It's very plush. It does everything, but it's boring. Yep. Yeah. Wait. It's got satellite radio. It's got all the tech. It's got everything. But, like, I'm driving it. I'm like, Man. why do I feel like I'm kind of driving a school bus? It's, it's <laughs> really big. And it's comfortable because I'm driving a couch. But, like, 
it just kind of is boring. It really <laughs> has no life to it. It's almost like cheating on your girlfriend, you know? Like driving, <laughs> you know, you're used to driving a Mini and you love it, and it's you just you you know you love it, and you get into another car like that, and you're like, this is a fine car, but I feel dirty, you know? <laughs> like just driving yeah. this car, oh my God. it feels wrong. I'm not sure if I'd go that far yet, but <laughs> it feels wow. wrong. It definitely has a little different. Thing. Saying is interesting because um, I, I think I think uh, you know also bouncing off of a comment that uh, Gabe made a few weeks ago, um, or one of you made, I forgot, uh, like. The, the car feels like the countryman feels feels like it's a very kind of exciting to drive for what it is in the category and it's, it seems to me that that's what mini probably should be competing on um, when you see some of the marketing campaign you know very early marketing campaign stuff like you have the car like in situations uh, I don't remember seeing this for the rogue or for the for the Hondas or anything like that so um I think this is what they're going to be playing on because as, as, at the end of the day, like the tech is pretty much the same on every single car now. Right, right. It's not it like now. Yeah. Uh, and, and the way it looks, because I think it looks cool, uh, and also the way it's, put in, it's being put in situation is, is where me is probably going to focus their marketing campaign. Well, and well uh, on the, oh, hang, on, hang on one second. I want because I don't want to lose the point on that. Um, think about the marketing campaign. And this was kind of stressed to us a little bit is that. Watch the ads and, and watch them closely, especially the latest Countryman commercial that's been rotating through. And notice that the car and the and the people are actually the people are more focused in the ad than say the car is or even the surrounding. And the whole idea is that it's the brand is still trying to show itself as part of the people, you know. I mean, it's it's about building stories and about building experiences. It is. I, mean, I can so, tell. I can. I, I can tell. I'm never going to be a countryman. Seen, I haven't seen any new ads for. But you obviously haven't been watching YouTube at all. <laughs> yeah. No, there is one there, and I can tell I'm not going to be a countryman owner because I don't own a puffy vest. So that's, <laughs> that's well, all there, I can say. That, but or you have to have a lot more facial hair. Or you that's know. it. I don't have a neck beard, and I don't own a puffy vest and skinny jeans. <laughs> So I just don't fit the target. Use skinny jeans if you want to. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I I have to admit that I'm I now wear skinny jeans, but I don't have a puppy vest. Yeah. Okay. But oh, that's good. but I think yeah, I think what's, birthday, I guess. what's missing on this, and let me talk about my experience real quick of driving this. I thought the Countryman was fun to drive. I seriously was so surprised that if I'd closed my eyes, it felt the most like a hard top experience. Like anything I, from an R53 to the to the F56, the new one, so 2003 to 2016, it felt the most like a hardtop experience, like handling-wise, and you know, just it felt tight and sporty. And I'm like, why is that not the marketing campaign of this car? Is because Mazda is right now capitalizing on that on their campaign for their cars. Is this is the way it makes you feel when you drive? You want to touch premium. So if you look at right. some Mazda ads right now, they're like, can you feel premium? If you close your eyes, you can feel it. Well, this is exactly what Mini's trying to get across, and they've totally screwed the pooch on this because Mazda has beat them to the punch. Because Mazda has this campaign of, like, this is premium, and it's hand-done by real people, not machines. It's put together, and it feels great. And they show the guy driving it with a smile on his face, and they talk about how this is the way a car makes you feel. And I'm like, mm -hmm. damn it, that's what Mini should have done five years ago. They should have right. started talking. Well, you remember, Todd, is that... And they, I think they really lost an entire year last year. Like when yeah. we, when the 
when the clubman was launched and they did defy labels slash not normal, yeah. you know, revisited not normal. Um, they lost a year of marketing. They just literally lost the brand lost its foothold essentially. Yeah. And so when the countryman came in, it was a, it was a completely different shift of, all right, well, we started with this whole smart premium stuff. We're going to start, you know, with this new CI and we're going to make our dealers all change from black to white and, you know, and we're going to clean ourselves up and everybody's going to have to wear ties, you know, that kind of thing. And right. now it's like, okay, well, let's pull out your puppy vest and your flannels and, you know, and let's go camping with our picnic bench. And it's, I see where you're going with that, Todd. And I think they're trying to do it, but they're doing it in a really weird way. Yeah. But it, it, at this point, it's somewhat effective, at least from what I've seen, is that the orders that we've gotten so far are sight unseen. These are people that have ordered in the car before they even actually got a even chance to drive the damn thing. No, I, I think it's absolutely a fine marketing campaign. It doesn't hit me because I'm not that, I don't have an outdoor lifestyle. Like I, I don't want to go to the mountains and I don't take this to the lake to go fishing and use the picnic right. bench and, and all of the outdoorsy things that it appeals to people. Like I'm not going to put a, I don't own a kayak for crap's sake. Um, but a lot of people do, and it appeals to a lot of people, and I think that's great. Um, my point is that it almost, uh, many is going to focus on this so much because they realize it's the future of the company and the brand in the U.S. Uh, especially, that we're going to lose sight of how fun the rest of the brand is, you know, the convertibles and the JCWs and the hardtops. And we've noticed sales just dropping through the floor on all of these. And I'm just going to say it again. I've been saying it before that by the end of this year, hardtop sales for many are going to be at 10% or less of total sales for 2017. Yeah. Right. That is my prediction. And we get to the end of it and, and we'll see whether I'm right or wrong. But um, I'm like, I think they could sell a lot more hardtop cars if they talked about how fun they are to drive and how much of a a soul-giving as opposed to the soul-sucking experience of driving a CRV right. or another car or right. the Kia Forte, the TB drove. Um, <laughs> that you know, wasn't horrible. Which, Yeah, like you said, it wasn't a soul-sucking experience, but a lot of cars are. But it's not like driving a Mini DB. You get in and drive my JCW, tuned yeah. the way it is, and sounds the way it does. I get in, I drive my R56, and shit's falling out of the ceiling on my head, but it still sounds better and drives better than the Kia Forte. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's so funny because here's, here's, here's my example, my real, real world example. You know, a week ago or a couple weeks ago when I had the JCW convertible, I had both cars parked in my driveway and I, you know, was shining them up and everything. And it was a beautiful day out and my whole neighborhood is out. I live in a cul-de-sac and both neighbors across the street, they, have, they each have two little boys that go out and they play in the driveway and everything. And they're always out talking and everything. And, and, you know, we're pretty close across the street. And so I'm, you know, playing with the cars, taking pictures of them, you know, taking measurements and all of this stuff. And I could hear them talking from across the street. And they were both like so jealous that, you know, they're family guys. One of them drives an X5 and the other guy has an Acura SUV. And, you know, <laughs> they've got the two little kids and the, the whole soccer mom thing going on. Um, and we all work at home, which is funny because we're all home all the time. And they see me and all the kind of cars I come in and out and all the time. And I hear, I hear them talking under their breath. They're like, God damn, I wish I could drive a car like that. You know, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. And um, I, I get the real world experience of that to hear what people are saying. And I'm like, I think Minnie just needs a little kick in the pants of fun of going, yeah. screw all this hipster malarkey once and for all. 
Yes, the car is premium. We know that. All cars are premium. This car is freaking fun to drive. Just go to the dealer and get in one, and yep. you will not be able to leave without buying one. That's just, yeah. that's just the so one true. Yeah. Oh, sorry, really quick. On that note, we turned one of our uh, hay cars, which is the pre-launch cars, into a service loaner already. So people nice. are able to take that and drive it. Well, there you, nice. go. There you go. The the people who have uh, ordered the car, um, uh, you know, without seeing it, Brian, are they uh, returning customers or are they new? Yeah, new yeah they are. Now, a lot of them are previous countrymen owners. And that's good. That's good that yeah. people like those, like those, you want those people to be buying the car like first. And that's, yeah. that's great. That's a, a lot that's of them. Talk. It's very interesting, Alex, is that it's so cyclical is that you've got a lot of people that are end of their lease term. So they're at their three year and they're looking at, okay, well, I'm about ready to turn in my car. So I'm going to go ahead and upgrade into another, you know, move into the next, into the next generation. Yeah. I mean, this is not the, the first time hearing of it. Um, a few weeks ago, I was meeting with uh, our friend Sean from the Motor Trend podcast and, uh, he was asking me what I was, what I thought about um, a configuration that one of his friends did for a for a new countryman, and they're coming out of a, of the exist, existing one. So, uh, yeah. so people like buying it again. That's uh, that, that's good. I think that's that's very good. I think I think a lot of people are excited about. Obviously, we've talked about this too, but millennials are the ones that are are looking at this car a little bit more. But so, and they've always shied away from it because millennials like what? They like tech. Right. And so yeah. this car is loaded with natural language and touchscreen and all this other crap that, you know, that's, you know, and I, and, and we all said this a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about the picnic bench about being the third rail, you know, of this right. generation of countrymen, but it's actually kind of a cool thing. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think right it's, it's not bad. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. And I, I think I would see use for it, even if it's just getting your dogs in and out of the car, you know, like an extra a boost for them yeah. but i can see a lot of times when you're sitting out in your driveway or you go somewhere you know fourth of july you want to go somewhere and watch fireworks what are you going to do yeah you're going to lean up against the car perfect you don't have to take lawn chairs with you so I, I do see it as as one of the it's not as gimmicky as say the rail and the original countryman was no. and all those accessories but I, I liked so much about this car uh when i got to drive it and mostly the feel of it and and you guys want to know what the ridiculous thing is that I was so impressed with in this car? The brakes. The brakes on the new Countryman I thought were so stinking impressive. I could, really? not, could not rave about how well balanced the car was to, at, at speed and then to slam on the brakes and get that thing to stop. I thought yeah. for sure it was going to feel like it would take forever because it weighs 1,000 pounds more than my car. Right? right. And I'm used to the way my car stops. And I was so impressed by that in this it made me think wow this car finally they really worked hard to make it feel like a mini and i have to say from my personal perspective they were successful they, they really have made this car feel like a mini more so than the previous countryman because i thought it felt a little bit like a mini but it was its own unique animal now, it's, that's very interesting because when you think of it it's the it's the most bmw mini of the of the entire lineup because yeah. it's yep. you mentioned x1 yeah, that's pretty much what it is, and it's because that's it's not like the most exciting. I think the but well, the W is still going to be main so it's actually better than the X1 because Gabe Gabe said the X1 kind of doesn't drive great, and I don't think it looks particularly nice. No, it doesn't. Here's the here's the statistics of that, and Chad can speak to this of being somebody who tunes cars. Also, this car has a longer wheelbase and a wider track, so the wheels are farther apart in four directions. 
than they mm -hmm. ever have been before, which effectively reduces the center of gravity of the car and makes it handle better. Okay? Um, mm -hmm. All of those things. It doesn't really have to be lowered because of those just minimal statistics of the addition of wheelbase length and then the width as far as, far as the car. And I say track, that means how far apart the wheels are right to left. And those have both, in, both increased on this car, and I think it is just brilliant how they've made it handle and feel like it does. I can't wait for you guys to drive it and let me know what you yeah, think. You guys are going to really like it. You know, the other thing, too, Todd, and we talked about this on Slack today, was they brought a lot of cars, recent models, to market, and they didn't exactly do the after-sales side of it, too. You know, like, yeah, let's push this car out, but we're not going to make headlight rings for it, or we're not going to make mud flaps for it, or you know what I mean? Yeah. And so... You know, like the Clubman didn't have black headlight rings or, you know, the four door, the F55 doesn't have mud flaps in the back right. still, right. you know, to this point. But you fast forward to where we are now with this car, headlight, taillight rings. All of that's coming out oh, at the same time. All, of that, all of that's coming out at the same time. The only thing that didn't hit market, which is something that they've never done, is the black grill, which is going to be later on in the year. You know, they've got extra wheels and accessories and that kind of stuff is like right that stuff was hitting even before the car did so it's it's kind of like they they paid attention a little bit to what people were saying yeah so. and i think really the only thing you're missing out on this car and a lot of people aren't really going to miss it is carplay and that's going to come starting in june so you got a few yep. months to wait so if that's important to you you might wait until june to do it but a lot of people are going to say you know what i've lived without it this long you know <laughs> I, I don't know right, what i'm missing exactly. yeah so anyway um, well that's yeah. awesome brian i know you got to run um yeah Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the quick roundup <clears throat> on that. I'm sure we'll continue to talk about it, especially as everybody else gets a chance to drive it. But uh, that, that's awesome. I'm glad you liked it. And I'm glad you were really excited about the uh, plug-in plug -in hybrid. Yeah, I really am. And I think that you guys, once you experience it, see it, and get a chance to, to, uh, to drive it, you're, you're going to be equally impressed. I mean, it's, it's, it's revolutionary for Mini. And not just Mini. It's revolutionary period for the auto industry. Nice. So, you know, with that price point for that car, it's it's, it's significant. Let's so. hope it does because we have some really shitty February numbers to talk about. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty bad. Yeah. Yes, we do. Brian, thanks again. Of course, you guys can also find listen here, Brian, uh, with me over there at RideBikesRadio.com. We talk about bicycles when we get a chance, so you can go check them out. RideBikesRadio.com. Thanks. Brian, thanks, thanks so much. Sir. Talk to you later. See you, Chad. Cheers, man. Good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, so uh, Brian, that was awfully nice of him to share that with us. I know he's short on time tonight, but he also got the chance to drive stuff on the track and things, and it was pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know I just touched on it a little bit, but I can't tell you how much I liked this new Countryman, the way, the way it drove. Um, I got highway time. I got some twisty time. I got to feel the brakes. The car felt yeah. comfortable. Here's what's really weird about this, and, and I'm sorry, Brian's gone now. We'll have to follow up later, is it felt smaller than the Clubman. Something about this car. <laughs> really? Yeah, other than sitting up high, like you feel really high off the ground in the, right. in the new Countryman. But it, but it felt like it, the, the, the overall driving dynamic felt like you were driving a smaller vehicle than the Clubman. Yeah, it really felt like you are driving a hardtop. And um, I thought that was an impressive, you know, a, a bit of trickery because the car's bigger than the Clubman, both width-wise and length-wise. But getting inside of it, it feels smaller. It, they, they made it feel like a small car. 
And I do think that's something that pe that appeals to people, to, to customers. They get in it and they're like, this is, I feel comfortable in this car. It doesn't feel cavernous like a freaking Ford Excursion. Like I've never right. been in one of those. But I can well, it also adds to the fun to drive factor, I think. Yeah, it, it, it kind of does. So, you know, so if you spend all day driving, you know, you spend a year driving a giant Cadillac, right? Your big old 72 Cadillac. Right. Coupe Seville or whatever, yeah. big 30-foot-long car. And then out of nowhere, you say, hey, somebody tosses your keys to anything small, yeah. right? At this point, it doesn't matter. It could be a Mini. It could be a, a Datsun. It could be whatever, anything small. And you go drive that, and you go, oh, my God, that's so much fun to drive just because it's so much smaller. Yeah. So I think that the size, the, the feeling of a smaller size is going to add to the fun-to-drive concept. Yeah. I think. I hope. I don't know. Well, I, I hope it does, too. I, uh, I'm going to get the chance... Um, hopefully this week or next, uh, to drive the Cooper all four to kind of give it a shakedown and see. And that'll be interesting to hear what you think about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of excited about that because I, I would think it's going to be a sweet spot, although I have to say from the early things I've been hearing from people around the country, people are ordering the Cooper S in droves, the new Countryman Cooper yeah. S. Well, people want the horsepower. Yeah. yeah. So. You know, really quick before we go on any further, I want to do two things. I want to pay some bills. I want to remind you guys about our friends over at Craven Speed, cravenspeed.com. I'd like you to click over there. Over there, you're going to find all the things, uh, the stubby antenna, the uh, the shifter, the shift, really cool shift knob, the short shift kit, the springs for the F56, the, the, the new uh, phone mount, which I now am being a total spaz, the platypus mount, the FlexPod adapter, the, the new magnet piece for the FlexPod adapter. I want you to go over and look at all the things from CravenSpeed.com. Got it? Got it. When you're there, I want you to make sure you sign up for the email newsletter that they send out. They send out hardly an email at all, and it's only to let you know when they put new stuff out. So you might want to even follow them on Twitter or Facebook. That way you find out all the cool new stuff. And they have stuff for other cars, not just for Mini Coopers. You want a, a stubby antenna for your Harley? Done. <laughs> I think that's just funny. But they actually have stuff for other makes, and there's a whole list of other makes over there. So just because, you know, you don't have a Mini doesn't mean you can't shop at CravenSpeed.com. Go over there see all the things that they've got. Of course, if you've got a Mini, you're, especially if you have a first-gen Mini, an R53, you're going to want a supercharger pulley. CravenSpeed's got you covered. Uh, you've got a second-gen or first-gen Mini, you're going to need a CravenSpeed dipstick so you can read it so it doesn't break. Super awesome stuff. And, you know, if you're that guy that has to have a tow hook on the front of your car, Craven Speed's got you covered on that as well. Not only that, but a really badass uh, GoPro adapter that fits in the tow hook hole as well. All that plus a whole bunch more available for you over at Craven Speed, CravenSpeed.com. And don't forget, too, if you see Craven Speed stuff over at OutMotoring.com, awesome. You see Craven Speed stuff at Chad Shop over at Detroit Tune, DetroitTune.com, awesome. Just make sure you're buying from Craven Speed. Super duper rad. But if you do happen to buy something from CravenSpeed.com, there's a comment space there on the order form. Make sure you put in there. Thanks for supporting White Roof Radio. We really appreciate that. So do they. They, of course, are friends over at CravenSpeed, CravenSpeed.com. Uh, second thing I want to mention, I want to do a couple shout-outs to our friends in Philly this week. If you guys have noticed, uh, the very fine-looking JCW Clubman with a big Christmas bow. That's our man, uh, Mr. Kolb from Philly. That's his new JCW Clubman that he just recently got to drive again um, that you're seeing this week. Henry, thanks for submitting that picture. All he did is I believe he uploaded that to the Facebook page. Boom. He's getting used as a show art. You'd ping us on Twitter. Do an at reply to us on Twitter, White Roof Radio. Do an at reply to us on Instagram at White Roof Radio. You do uh, upload it to the Facebook page. Or if you're fancy and you want, you can upload it to the Patreon page. 
And uh, if you post a photo there, I'm going to use it for show art. It's not a competition. Just whichever one I find and the one that I like that week is going to get used for show art. So get on it. Uh, thank you, Henry, for sending that in. And I have one more shout-out for our friends in Philly besides, you know, the ones that are going to be at the graphics party. Our girl, Crazy Susan. <laughs> you ready for this? I'm ready. So I, I'm communicating with our friend Crazy Susan today uh, because it was her birthday, the day that we recorded the show. Yeah. And um, we all know who Crazy Susan is. She's got the uh, 2000 whatever. She's got an R50 with the CVT transmission. And she's the mascot enough, of the show at this point. Sorry. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> she's the mascot of the show at this point. She is totally, yes. oh, she's crazy Susan's yes. the mascot of the show. So she's got the, the, the R50 with a CVT. And as far as I know, this is quite possibly the highest mileage of any R50 with the CVT that's on the original transmission. Right. On Earth. On Earth. You ready for the mile count on hers? Yep. Drum roll. 176389. Oh, my God. That's pretty impressive. That is impressive. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Well, uh, well done, Susan. Nicely done. Uh, I'm still impressed. You got the only good CVT R50 Cooper. <laughs> that is awesome. Only good one. Good grief. That That's well cool. done. Todd, you have to have your picture made with uh, Susan's car when you're in Philly. I will definitely try and do that. Oh, so. Um, before we took our little break there, we were, t Todd kind of started mentioning about numbers, February numbers, of course, very, very unkind to Mini USA. Can I say, can I use the word abysmal? Oh, down 24.1%. However, you know what? however. And this was a, a, I'm, I'm just going to throw this out and let's see if it works or not. But we were talking about this on Slack today. And how long have mini sales been on the decline? Well, here's the thing about February. We can't get to our panties in too much of a bunch here. Yeah, about yeah, yeah. It Because we know that there were no countrymen available for the month of February. Most dealers right. closed them out in January, okay? Right. So there was a, um, a few available. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I want to look at the numbers here and see how Looks many... Like we sold four. They sold 400 fewer than they did the year before. Countrymen alone. Yeah, yeah. So countrymen, that was a big drop. It was like a 67 percent drop. 67 percent drop. Yeah. Over the previous year, only 188. Right. So that, but we knew that was going to happen. Okay. So what I'm saying is that February, we're going to put a pin in it and we're going to call it an anomaly sales month for 2017. Like we were kind of prepared for it, knew it was going to happen. So hmm. not everybody can get up in arms about it completely. Sure. But How, I mean, the hardtop sales were down quite a bit as well. However, that's the depressing thing to look at is the the hardtops. They only sold 680 of these, um, you know, in the entire U.S. of A. in yes. February. Okay. Yes. That is, somebody correct my math here. That's less than 10 per dealer. Yes, it is. If I'm not mistaken. Um, the, oh the yes, car way less than 10 per dealer. There's like. There's yeah. like 90, there's 100 and some dealers, so it's only like... The cars that actually, that cars that actually saved the dealers this, this uh, last February were the new, the new convertible and uh, the Clubman. And the Clubman, yeah. And, and somebody, I, I guess the Matt's Mini Index that we saw there over at the, that other website that we talk about sometimes, um, yeah. <laughs> said Fiat <laughs> actually sold nine more cars in February than Mini did in the U.S. Yes. That's just... Yeah. Fiat sales were better than Mini sales were in the U.S. That was also something like super uh, kind of impressive. Like looking at the numbers, and and if someone that doesn't know anything about the auto industry uh, is looking at those numbers, and they've heard about some kind of diesel scandal that happened like a year ago, like they would think it's 
it's mini and not <laughs> Volkswagen. Right, right. Because, like I know they are buying by cars. I know they must have like crazy incentives to to sell cars. But like they are up, and it's not the only months they have been up. They have been up like pretty much since the scandal. I mean, almost right. since the scandal. Right. Uh, it's it's They're a pretty impressive impressive fit when you look at, at the numbers for mini and again Fiat. Fiat doesn't even have like wh how many cars they have in the lineup? Like two, three. Uh, yeah. Three. Well, yeah, really. I there is three. There's, well, there's two three. different two different. And they have SUVs. no dealers. They have like they have no network. It's it's. I mean that's really. I mean that's bad, man. They are down 20 percent, but Mini is still down like 24 percent. Like with yeah. all the with all the capabilities that Mini BMW has, you know, compared to Fiat and Chrysler. So here's my question. Yep. And, and just humor me on this, but how long have sales been on the decline with Mini USA in the United States? Uh, going on pretty a much year. since the F. Pretty much since the F cars came out. No, they did okay. It was see, it's been so hard it's because there's been like two years though. Yeah, it was good in 2015. I think it was like it was on the backup, and then like it's going. Down. I think it's almost. I don't know. I don't have the the numbers. I Can I tell? I don't have the whole number. year. I think right. Can I tell you guys something that's going to blow your mind right now? Mm. We are in. We are approaching the fifth model year of the F series cars. Mm-hmm. Just do the do the Are math. On, no, it, and it sounds it sounds more absurd than it is. Fifth model year because they came out in twenty. There's a 2014 model. We owned a 2014, so we got 14, right. 15, 16, 17, and Eight. the the Countryman JCW are going to be marketed as a 2018. Okay, wow. and that's going to be hitting dealers here next month, April of this year. So we okay. got so yeah, are going to be 2018. Five so. model years since right. this uh, of of the F series. Granted, that's only been technically over three calendar years when you think about it, because March, okay. March 2014 was the time uh, that they, they came out, right? So you got so the year of 2014 to 15, 16, 17. Really, it, it sounds kind of absurd. You've got five model years in the span of three calendar years, which is enough to blow your mind and go, what? But in, in answer to your question, DB, how long have sales been down? Um, it's been uh, 18 months, 24 months. Yeah, I'm gonna say between 12 and 18 months. Been, so been dipping between 12 and 18 months. Let's just say that. Now, short of there's been a the, couple months in there that are there have been like in the plus side, but not very many. But but not very many, and it, yeah. So I mean, but it's but they've been more down than up of late. And short of the recent marketing department shakeup, I wonder if anybody actually notices. Well, here's the uh, because, because because many worldwide sales are up. Yep. Every yep. other place, every other country where minis are sold, they are selling better this year than they were selling for the same period last year. I know, and it's tough because right? and here in the United States, which used to be the largest market for mini, yeah. Now they have had we're just going to say a, a solid a year. year. Yeah, a year of consecutive months of sales that were not as good as the year before. Do you Which, think it's because of the internet? I think it's no. because of the internet, and no. I think nobody's paying attention. Well, there's there's all of that, but it, I kind of get the feeling that somebody at mean there's nobody at Mini USA that's paying attention, or they're asleep <laughs> at the Twitch. It, it it could very well be that I think marketing was really tough. I think they took a, a big marketing hit in 2014 when they decided to go with this upscale premium hipster malarkey bullshit. Um, right. That they they really latched on to in 2014. It's like this car's no longer fun. We've 
we've been perceived, and we all saw the internal video from David Duncan, who was head of MinIOSA at the time, who basically said, here's what our research shows, is that people perceive the Mini Cooper to be too frivolous, too feminine, too, you know, silly, impractical, all of these things, when in reality, it's none of those things. It's really a premium car. So instead, we're going to try and change our image and go, we're premium. We're, this is a nice car. And, you know, this is not a luxury car, but this is a premium car. And that was on the heels of the Clubman coming out. And that was right. really going to, they were going to partner up with this and say, the Clubman, look, it's sophisticated. It's the walls, the tight jeans, you the craft to craft that. Skinny tie, you know, get in this car with your t- well-trimmed beard and you're going to be part of the crew. And your puppy vest. Right. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, anyway, I, I think it kind of missed the mark in the U.S. It seems yeah. to be working because they're using the same kind of marketing in the rest of the world. And it seems right. to be selling the cars. But in the U.S., it's failed miserably. And I'm not going to blame marketing 100% because all small car sales in the U.S. are down. They are for other companies. And yeah, Fiat's down, except you know, Mazda's not down, Volkswagen's not down, Subaru's not down. I don't think um, Honda's down. I don't, Honda's down I don't a little bit. I don't think Honda's down either. But their um, best-selling lines are still the small, SUVs. Small niche cars, Fiat, Smart, Mini, they're all down. Yeah, and, and where everybody's putting their money and everything, and even BMW, they're selling more of their X models. Now they have an X1 through going to be an X7. Um, yep. They're going to sell more of those than they are the sporting cars. So it's really a U.S. kind of mindset is that gas is cheap and people want bigger cars. They want more utility because somehow in their mind they think, oh, I'm going to go out every weekend with my kayak and I'm going to take a family out. And no, what do they end up doing? They end up going to the freaking movies with the rest of us and sitting at home watching Netflix. Well, they spend the weekend spending money at Target and yes. Costco. Yeah, yeah, and they're watching Netflix. They're not really going out adventuring like that. But they could. They got the car. <laughs> they could. They got, the, <laughs> they got the Subaru in the garage and they got the Birkenstocks. They're ready to go. Right. <laughs> So you have to go. And yeah. but, it, but feels like it, it feels like they, they've been so, so I hear like, you know, I remember like talking about this video from David Duncan. Right. And so um, and it's funny because like you would say like the car is too feminine and all that. And so and you've and it's and it's all again, again it's easy for us to say in hindsight. Right. But then you say, OK, to fix that, then we're going to make it look premium. Well, that's really not an answer to the problem. Right. Like if your car like appears like too feminine, too much like a toy. You make it look like something that can do like a lot of things. That is like, you know, sport, like a sporty car that has like some capabilities. You know, and even if it's small, you can fit like you can you can fit like four people easily in the car. And they really haven't shown like any of that. Like they right. like the, the the premium like and now we see it like wasn't really like the premium campaign wasn't really the answer. But now you look at what they're doing for the countrymen and that probably what they should have been doing like again like we'll see we'll see what the future holds for the countrymen right. Uh, but like the the type of people they are reaching out to, and the way they are reaching out to them seems to be seems to me to be more in line with like the answer to the problem that they were seeing when they launched the F series. Right, right. And you know, I, I I talked about Mazda a lot, and I just encourage people to go watch some. Just go to YouTube and yeah, search. Really, they, they, really, they look. Uh, Mazda commercials are really good. Yeah, look yeah. for Mazda commercials. But here's another company that's doing it right, and they're they're doing what many missed the boat on is Subaru, and they're marketing on Heritage. And they have commercials right now that are talking about how, you know, you've had this Subaru since, you know, your child was a baby, and now he's driving it uh, off to college. 
and it's it's really kind of uh, uh, focusing on the heritage of this car's been around so long and it's so dependable and the brand is so recognizable. That is something that many wanted to do with this changeover towards premium. They're like, we really want to focus on the heritage of this car. We've got a good story. And I'm like, well, no shit, it's got a good story. Since 1959, it's got a good story. It's got a great right. racing heritage story. It's got lots of famous people in England drove this car, and it was cool. And it was such a, a you know, there was that, and it was cool through 2000s when they stopped making the original classic Mini. And... It just seems that it's schizo. It's it, the marketing has been so schizophrenic over the last five years, yeah. or three years. Yeah, yeah. It's it drives right. me insane as an enthusiast. There is no consistency so, in messaging. No. So, so let me ask my next my next question. Um, if we if we determine that maybe it's maybe it's not a marketing issue, maybe it's you know American buying public's not buying small cars <laughs> anymore because gas is cheap. But mm -hmm. what about this? Imagine if you will, uh, the Chevrolet Motor Car Company. Okay, and just one segment of that, which we really can't compare, really, but we kind of can. I'm going to use the Corvette as an example because the Corvette is almost like its own brand within Chevrolet, right? Right. right. True. And, and if Corvette sales dropped off as much as Mini sales have over the last year and a half, and there are years where that's happened, we would hear about it in the news, and Chevy would be scrambling because they're. Uh, you know, the board of directors are saying, how come you guys aren't making any money? You got to make some cuts. You got to do some things. You got to push marketing. You have to do something to either increase sales or cut costs. Uh, right? Maybe maybe a little bit. I mean, we, we saw that with Corvette in the 80s. It was called 1980 yes. 1989. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah. Since 2002, <laughs> I found some numbers, actually. And Corvette kind of goes every other year. One year's up, one year's down. One year's up, one year's down. A couple years in a row that are up. A couple years in a row that are down. But it's pretty consistent, you know, and it's just a, a couple hundred off. But if, if they had like marked like 25% drop over year year over year someone would be freaking out yeah but uh, like you 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 i think we're looking at this like from the the comment like makes sense like you know and someone would be freaking out like looking so, at those numbers for mini so, right so then my next question is how come nobody at BMW AG isn't freaking out oh they yeah. are they're losing yeah, their but we're looking at it from the perspective of a US buyer like if yeah. the Chevrolet which is like I'm seeing a huge why am I not seeing a huge marketing push on this car how come I'm not reading in automotive news that they're making big cuts or making big changes to either the marketing message or they're they're cutting back shifts at plan Oxford or 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 well, I think we're about you know, to see the marketing push with the new Countryman DB, and I wear my, you know, to wear my tinfoil hat a little bit. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think that's you're right. a great point, though. Yep, I, I think. Yeah, it but is. again, like that's that's like that's like a U.S. like problem, and right. it's not like it used to be the biggest market, but no, it's not. Like it's uh, it's being eclipsed by other markets, right? So I, I, I totally agree with you. Like there is something like systemically wrong with like mini USA in the US market because now it's like it's it's a fact like it's you know we're not like waiting to to see if this year is going to be better than the, the previous one because it's most likely not going to be yeah so uh, far sales are down to last year 13% exactly yeah but so so you can't so while and last year was to the year before yeah yeah well, I would agree with you that like someone at Chevrolet would freak out if this was going down. Of course they would, because like Chevrolet, US brand, and especially the Corvette, it's like you know, like the, the all American eyes of the of the lineup. So sure, like they would talk about it. But like, Mini is just Mini US is just one market, and and it's and it's by now it's not like the biggest market for the brand. So uh, of course, I mean we're seeing some changes like internally. We've seen people that have been let go or left the company. Uh, there's also some. 
some changes at, at the at the helm for regarding design. Or, but you know, it's I wonder how much that that cha that change is actually was actually like justified because when you look at the rest of the the rest of the world, like the the brand is doing pretty well. I mean, the the F series you could buy. Right. By any measure, you could say it's a success in the rest of the world, right? And not in the U.S. And I don't think, like you know, Americans have a design, have design needs or design preferences that are fundamentally different than any other country in the western western side of the world. Um, I think the so U.S. Yeah. yeah, I think the U.S. market is extremely fickle, and uh, the mini at, at for a while was trendy, and nobody thought that it would last as long as it did. And I'd say it had a pretty good. At least a ten-year, ten to twelve-year run, but it's been around fifteen years now since it came out in the U.S. And right. I think I see—I I said this a couple of weeks ago when when Gabe was on the show, even—and then he's finally like, "Yes, that's a very good point." Is we're in the same position, uh, b car buying-wise, in the U.S. that we were back in two thousand two. Everybody's buying trucks and SUVs once again, yeah, it's right? Insane. Everybody is. Like all of my yeah. neighbors have an SUV. I'm the only one yep. on my entire block that doesn't have an SUV or a minivan, okay? It's the same way it was in 2003 and 2004, though, Tom. So I know. That's what I'm saying. And, and so my point is, let's go back to what worked, and let's, let's make this kind of, you know, you can't even say as a brand that many can go at as, it, as the SUV backlash because we've got this crossover that is SUV-like in the countrymen. So they can't right. embrace that so much. But I think your marketing can be multifaceted in that you don't have to, we don't just have one car to market anymore. You've got everything right. from a four-door, you know, Cooper, and I've got in my garage right now, this automatic, just average car that is every man's car, to mm -hmm. my JCW, which is tricked out within an inch of its life. It's a race car for the street, all the way up to a countryman. We've got, an, or a convertible. We've got something to fit everybody's needs. And it's really hard to market something like that. But there has to be some sort of continuity in, in marketing philosophy. And I, and I think the best way I can describe it is it feels schizophrenic over the last three years. Yeah, I, I, think, they just need a, I think they just need to try harder. I mean, I'm looking at this, <laughs> we're looking at sales numbers for this year. And if sales continue at the trend that they're at right now, they're going to sell about 30,000 cars this year. That's and that's yep. you, you can do 20,000 to yeah. like 2006. You know, to that point, like you can do like the best marketing campaign in the world if you don't have the car that people want to buy, which yeah. is like an SUV with all the tech. Like you're not yeah. gonna sell anything, even if you have like the best, you know, spot like on YouTube. Like it's not gonna change anything. And then the 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 interesting thing is that it's it's starting looking at sales of the other models with the new countryman out and see what it does to the other models because right. it, it could very well be that the countryman would serve as a halo product function yeah. which is surprising in a way right uh to to uh to bring up the the other models you know chad yeah. you were gonna say what's up yeah i you know there was one thing in that, in that we should probably move on and wrap up the show but you know there was one thing that i want to point out as somebody who lives in detroit the government had to bail out GM. Yes. No government has had to bail out Mini yet. Or BMW, rather. Yeah. Yep. To yeah. make a good car. So they're still making good cars. Okay. It's just the buying public has switched a little bit where GM wasn't making good cars. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry, we don't have any money left. Right. We got we to gotta go buy. And they're like, oh, wait, wait, wait. We, really, we can't let you fail. So we're going to have to make you. But you should start making good cars because... Again, so you actually, uh, you know, stay as a car company. And like, you know what? You're right, and we'll yes. we'll start making good cars again. So, 
you know, there is that little bit of a factor. It's like, okay, well, Mini is still making good cars. Yes. It, in, the, in the overall. Yes. They may not look pretty, but they are still making good cars, but they're the just not fit. selling for what the American public wants right this second. Yeah. Okay. And that's just sad. And I think it, it really comes down to, and I've driven a lot of cars, and DB, you just drove you know, uh, a Kia Forte for almost yeah. a week in San Diego when you were traveling there, and, and you had a nice little thing to write about it. But uh, the point is, I think when you drive it compared to a Mini, and then you realize... This is actually fun and nice, both of those things. It's, I could live with this and probably enjoy it a lot more. And my yeah. attitude is it, a car for a lot of people is just an appliance. They need something to get to work and something that's going to start every day. They don't yep. want right. exactly. to exactly. think about it. And that's really hard to buy a Mini as that because you start to mm -hmm. love this car and it starts to become a member of the family and you become an enthusiast and yep. it starts to consume your life. It's consumed all of and our lives. Right, and then it breaks down on you, and then you just kind of go, well, okay, I'll right. deal with it. Then you get pissed <laughs> off, and you go buy a Honda SR, Honda CRV, or whatever else, or yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Mazda, whatever. But I, I do think there's a, a philosophical shift that that needs to happen among consumers, also, and that's not Minnie's fault, but there is a way to target that, and yeah. there is a way to make it cool again. You know, let's make Minnie. Yeah, cool I mean, again. I just, I just wish that that it, that it appeared that somebody's noticed and that they're doing something to try to oh, I'm sure they say or something. They, I'm sure they need they to be have. the cool kid on the block again. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they've noticed and I'm sure the people I, at, in New I don't Jersey watch, are freaking out. I don't out. watch television. I spend all my time on the internet. I'm like a, I'm like one of these little kids like Alex, right? I do not watch any television. All the content I, I consume is commercial free. Yep. I, yep. Don't see, I don't see TV. I don't see TV commercials. I use ad blockers on YouTube and I, I you know, I've got feed readers for my news, Twitter and all the things. Right. And I just kind of scroll through Twitter really quick and I don't click through to ads on Twitter and I don't really click through ads on Facebook. I ignore ads entirely mostly. And I get my news from websites like Motor File and other automotive websites. And, and they're all covered with manufacturer ads. And I don't see a mini ad unless I go to miniusa.com. I oh, get the I see ad from Google. I see mm -hmm. them everywhere, but I think it's a lot. I of don't. Yeah. Yeah. I see none of them. Yep. I see. Well, if you have, if you block all that stuff, yes, you're you're not going to see it. Yeah. I, I don't. But I'm. But I'm. I, I'd like to say I don't really search mini stuff out all the time. But when I do go to you know YouTube, during lunch we watch you know fail videos or whatever you know just to kind of get our minds off of things and eat. We're getting mini ads every single video. Really? Yes. I'm gonna turn off ad blockers then. And I'm sure it's part of it is because YouTube knows what I'm doing throughout yeah. the day on my computer, which is usually mini related, right? But I'm not Googling mini Cooper or, right. you know, stuff like that because I don't have to, but YouTube sees that. And all of the commercials that we exactly. see on, right. on our, you know, lunch hour is mini commercials. Todd or uh, Chad, I actually sent an email over to YouTube and told them to only serve the Detroit tuned offices Mini Cooper. Oh, they're, 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 <laughs> so it's it worked. They they answered emails, so we're good to go. So yeah, was just that was just my question. But it's, but, but it's, it's a good ad, and it just doesn't seem like anybody's doing anything about it. That's my only point. 
that's the impression that I get. Yeah, that, that may be the impression you Either get. And it, it, I get the impression that nobody cares. No. I get the impression that nobody's noticed. Um, I get the impression that maybe they want sales to drop, so they have an excuse to maybe pull mini from the United States. No, I'm not. I, uh, I, I don't. I don't see that. I don't see that at all. I think. I think they're trying, and it's just the tip of the. We're just seeing the tip of the try, right now. Yep. I, I definitely. I think all of us have have been to that jaded point of what is Minnie doing? Like, just stop it already. Like, what are you, you know, <laughs> slap, slap, slap. But it's there. I think they're just starting to try and it's going to start to get back to a little bit of that 2003, 2004 feel of, okay, we've got something really special here. We need to make it happen, but well, it it's finally time until all of the, R56 stuff is gone and, and they really got to that next point. Yeah, and right. I think it's about time that a lot of people have come back to the brand. A lot of people who had minis back in the day, 2003 to 2006, okay, right. then who for some reason didn't like the R56 models, you know, when they came out and they left the brand and went somewhere else, they really are starting to come back now because maybe they've got families and they need four doors and they're like, you know what, this countryman or this clubman is cool. I always loved my mini. I'm going to go give it a shot once again. And it's taken a lot of people that, you know, like Brian was saying, the, the early orders on Countryman there where he is in the Northwest are uh, previous owners. And right. I think that's something that's been sorely missing for the last five years specifically from mini is repeat customers. I mean, we all know yep. them. We're in the inner circle of mini. We know people who are diehard mini fans such as ourselves. I'm on my seventh in this household in the last mm -hmm. 15 years. So, I mean, and you guys are all on, you know, multiple minis. Although, Chad, yeah, you've got a second one there. You bought the... Well, I... I technically, yeah, I mean, you've got I've the one got, at the shop. Uh, that, <laughs> I mean, I own multiple minis as is, but... You built uh, yours I mean, at least six times. That, uh, <laughs> yeah, how many of them two, run? <laughs> well, I mean, no, they all run. I've got two oh. R53s, and R50 is our loaner car, and I've got an R56 here at the stable. My mom's got an R55. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I mean, I've got a lot of a lot of them, really. I mean, uh, our employees are an R60 and R53. Um, you know, so I mean, we have a stable of a lot of different cars, you know, readily at our disposal. I mean, and and literally, I own three of those type of things. So it's, uh, you know. Yeah, we're and like I, like I said, we're all kind of a skewed perspective on that. However, and I've, I've been seeing this personally lately, is a lot of people I was friends with back in the 2000s, back when the, you know, the mini clubs were really big and enthusiasm was, you know, enthusiasm was really getting strong and growing in the U.S., and those people left the brand. I stayed friends with them. I stayed in contact with you know via Facebook or yeah. whatever, and I see them coming back now. I get messages. I'm like, oh, I haven't talked to this guy for five years. All of a sudden, he's asking me questions. Hey, what do you think about this used mini? Or what do you think about the new clubman? And I'm getting that now on like once a week. I get an old, you know, message from an old friend. Hey, I'm thinking about getting a mini again. I'm like, great, you know, let me know. I'll put you in contact with somebody. I'll, I'll get you cars to drive, you know, ask me what, how, you know, options or whatever. I am willing to help and be there. And it does feel like it's just at the stages again of people coming back to the brand. And I feel like that's something Mini has completely, you know, ignored for the last five years is the existing customers. They're like, mm -hmm. we don't want these people. You know, we've they've bought our cars. We want a new, 
we want to be huge. And in doing that, yeah. they lost a lot of their base. Oh, yeah, totally. We talked about that months ago. I, I want to say more than a year ago, we talked about many, yeah. how they've screwed things up and they've lost their right. base because they've offended their, you know, big core audience. But No, you're right. I don't know. Yeah. All right, well, we'll have to wait and see. There we go. Thank you for thank you for listening to my point. Yes, that was a valid point. Yep. Let us let us be done for this week, and and with that point, let us first let's have a quick reminder about a mini vacation in Vegas once again. Uh, Tom, do you still have any spaces left for any work in Anvif? Oh yeah, if you want stripes or anything done, shoot me a message over at the contact form at uh, motoringstripes.com. Perfect. So again, a mini vacation in Vegas. Those of you who are going, um, uh, I'm going. My by, by the time you hear this, I've already booked my hotel room and paid my fees. Uh, Todd's already booked and he's going. Alex, you're going. I'm listed as a vendor. Uh, I need to book, but yes, I'm going for now. Alex is going, and as an added bonus, Chad's trying really hard to go to Amphitheater. Yeah, it's uh, it's like uh, super radar. It's not even just like on the heads up display. Like it's like we're really trying to make all this happen. Well, that's cool. That's very cool. Chad, so, just just fly if, Southwest. If Todd make needs it an cheap. extra installer, you know, like we can we can double up the slots. You know, we can make this happen. <laughs> we could. We actually could. There's I a lay down the stripe with one of the motoring motoring stripe, uh, you know, squeegees. Yeah, so, absolutely. So Todd's going to be doing graphics at at Ambiv. A uh, friend of the show, Jerry from Eurotex, he's going to be doing manic tunes at Ambiv. Uh, if you search for Eurotex over on Facebook, he will get you hooked up on that. If you want to get on that list, he can make Ambiv. flames come out of your pipes, man. He can make flames come out of the back of your car with tuning, with just like a little chip tune. Oh, come on. How gay. No, dude, it's hot. <laughs> oh, my God. You get that, oh, that. that was a joke, DB. Just so you know, that was a joke. <laughs> dude, I wish he could make flames come out of my car. He won't put the manic tune on my car because oh. I'm only in but Cooper. But it's so awesome. Oh, my God, it's so rad. Um, that's a, search Eurotex on Facebook. Jerry will get you taken care of if you want to do a manic tune on your car. Um, anyway, that's a mini vacation in Vegas. It's happening May 18th through the 21st at the Silverton Hotel and Casino in Fabulous. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Nevada, America's Playground. Yes, sir. All the information is available for you, of course, at amviv.com. There is a link at whiteroofradio.com to go and check that out. We will all be there. It's going to be quite awesome, as always. Um, otherwise, I want you to go also check uh, detroitune.com. Go, Chad's got a lot of cool stuff on his website. Help him out. If you're within, like, you know, five hours of a shop, six hours of a shop, a day drive of the shop, you're his, he's your mechanic anyway. You're doing our oil changes and tune-ups and, you know, putting on the hot mods and pulleys and uh, uh, intakes and, you know, airbags, slamming your car to the ground, booming system, crazy lights. Chad's your guy. Well, maybe not. We actually, uh, we actually had a, a call for airbags today. I was like, yeah, yeah. I'll do it. We'll, we'll, let's, let's make it happen. Dude, airbags, yeah. airbags on a, speaking of Jerry from Eurotex, he put, he's got a R53 that's bagged. Yep. And if you forgot that car finished, it's it's completely not drivable at all, but it's hot. I'm sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little Cause, bit, guys. Because that's what usually what cars <laughs> on airbags are, is completely undrivable. But that's, no. you know, it's yeah, all but about the looks. Y- oh. You put it up a little bit, and it's like, okay, you can get it to Cars and Coffee now, but it looks ridiculous. And then you exactly. get the coffee, and you put it on the ground, and it's just like, okay, that looks pretty badass. I- I'm, yep. just, I'm yep. disgusted by the thought of that guy sometimes. No way, it's hot. <laughs> no. It's cool. <laughs> and flames come out of the pipes. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> that car- 
that car doesn't actually spit flames. Anyway, thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, as Todd mentioned before, if you want to get on the Stripe train at Anviv, click over to motoringstripes.com and use the contact form while you're there. And that will, uh, you can shoot Todd over an email, say, hey, I want Stripes. This is my car. This is what I, the color I want. Uh, he'll get back with you. You guys can do some design, some design emails back and forth, figure out exactly what you want. If you just want Stripes, cool. If you want something a little bit more, maybe like a roof graphic, Todd will totally hook you up. Motoringstripes.com. Use contact form. He'll take care of it. It's also, if you want to wire your radio sunroof delete kit, that is the motoringstripes.com hack. You use contact form, but Todd, no, and he'll shoot you a quote. And if you want him to install it while we're at Ambiv, well, boom, there you go. There it is. That's that, that's that, that's that. I think we're done. Anybody else have anything else? Alex, you have 30 seconds. Go. Uh, I bought uh, a new Nintendo Switch. It's amazing. Uh, you guys should buy one. Oh, man. <laughs> man. Well, there is no Star Wars movie, so I need to talk about something else. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a new trailer for uh, for a new Star Wars movie? No, there's a new trailer for... Uh, Ooh, the Top Gear came out. So. Oh, it's new Top Gear. And I, I haven't watched it yet, so we're going to talk about Top Gear next time. Um, I've kind of watched like a few minutes. I'm hearing very good things about it. I don't want to talk about it tonight, though. We'll do that next time with uh, Joey and the two other guys. Good. Wrap it. I got to pee. <laughs> and just like that folks thanks again for listening um, if you have any questions if you have any comments if you have any concerns go ahead of course click back over to whiteroofradio.com there you can leave us a note in the show notes you can also email us feedback at whiteroofradio.com until next week gang this is DB I'm done cheers see ya I'm done